This Adult Life, the podcast with myself, Mark. And myself, Fiona. And in today's podcast, what did we talk about? Well, we talked about the five love languages. What is your language of love? (laughs) I'm not asking you directly. I'm just asking whoever's listening in. (laughs) I better change the deep voice. Anyway, understanding your love languages, the advantages to it is that it'll make your relationship go stronger. And it's one of the things and pitfalls that a lot of relationships fall into when your love language is one thing and theirs may be completely different. Yeah. And to learn how to find out what your love language is. So if you don't already know what it is, we'll show you how to find it out. Exactly. And at the very end of the podcast, I'll be talking about the one tip that seems to be common with about 100 books I've read on relationships. So all that and a whole lot more. It's all about relationships today, right here on This Adult Life. So this week, episode eight, we're talking about love languages. I just feel that music should play, but I'm not going to do that, oh, right? Wow, wow. Anyway, um, the links effect. If they want to sponsor us, anyway, uh, <laughs> still looking for a sponsor. Anyway, <laughs> only joking, only joking. It is only episode eight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Let's let's wait. Give us we're, time. When we're on 108, maybe you know somebody. Anyway, no, but we're talking about love languages, and I suppose the first question, no, two questions is probably what comes to mind when people hear like love language. First of all what is it and second of all why do i need to know what it is that's what we're going to talk about because it actually comes from a book we read quite a number of years ago quite dr a Ga- uh, gary chapman dr gary chapman yeah and uh not to be confused and no relation of tracy chapman who wrote the song cars uh so move it but it going back <laughs> okay. into that. maybe yeah, he is you don't know no he's not okay um but it's a good, good song but no dr gary chapman and he wrote this book called the five love languages so I suppose we said, you know, last week in the episode seven, we discussed about relationships or the starting, the blossoming and blooming of the honeymoon stage of a yes. relationship beginning right at the start. Mm-hmm. If you just tuned in and heard my voice like that, you think, what is this podcast <laughs> Who about? Is he? Um, but no, we talked about like first dates and the relationship kicking off. So if you want to check that out, jump back over to episode seven. But this week we're talking about this is relevant for a relationship starting off but also if you're in a marriage for like 10 years or 20 years this is relevant whatever kind of where you're at and even if you're not in a relationship at all and you're single and you're trying to it's really good to know this because this I suppose it's going to help you in life absolutely not just for yourself but also the other person Mm -hmm. so I suppose the big question is or what are these love languages well he writes this book on the five love languages and not only has he written a book, it's been number one New York bestseller. So he has sold millions and millions of copies around the world. So it's a very, very popular book. But he talks about the love languages being the secret to love that lasts. Mm-hmm. OK, well, that will sell it to you. Because um, yep. I remember when we read this years ago and I remember asking people, reading this book about love languages, have you heard about it? And no one heard about it. But now it's been discussed on even other podcasts. It's kind of... Yeah, I'm going to call it a late bloomer, but it's kind of come into the fold now as a lot of people know about it and a lot of people talk about it. But I mean, if you're listening to this, maybe you've never heard of it. When it comes to love languages and why we should know it. Well, this is kind of let's paint a picture of how if you do know your love language, how it can benefit you. For example, here's a couple in a situation. It's the same old story. You know, he's like, you know, I buy her the gifts. I haven't forgot the anniversary. You know, I, I, I bought her a present for her birthday and blah, blah, blah. And then she turns around and says, yeah, that's all well and good. And she appreciates that. But she never spent time with me. Mm-hmm. So and he's like a disconnect because he's like, but I'm doing everything I know was right. His interpretation of 
giving love is different to how she sees and receives love. And yeah. that's where the kind of disconnect can kind yeah. of come in. Because that can cause, that can actually prevent a lot of arguments. If you know what your partner's love language is, and you know yeah. what they kind of expect in receiving love, um, then you know you're able to give it that way. So you can kind of understand then like if, like what you're saying, they don't appreciate maybe you clean the house or, you know, because that would be an act of service. Love language, what do you call it? Act of service. Act of service, yeah. <laughs> but that may not be their, their love language. They might, they might just have the love language of gifts. Um, for example yeah so, so we probably should say what the five love languages are yeah we should are. actually yeah so the five love languages are and in no particular order <laughs> or priority or whatever the case is uh, the first one is words of affirmation the second one is acts of service the third one is quality time and the fourth one is receiving gifts yeah and the fifth one physical touch Ooh. Uh, but that's basically what they are and we're going to explain in this podcast each one uh, what it is and what it's about and what it means and how you can know if it's your language or even more importantly understand is that your partner's love language so that's what we're going to get into but the benefits of knowing the love language basically to sum to explain what and i think the word language is kind of a good way of understanding what it is it's basically communication and it's how you receive love when it's being communicated to you so it's not always through words so there is for example words of affirmation and um, but it could be like acts of service so it's not what you're saying it's more so what you're doing is a more of a priority for a person in how they receive love so that's kind of why you can understand it because we may receive love say for example i love mine would be my number one would be do you know my number one physical my number one oh <laughs> Did I know I, what it is. Did I just say it? Yeah, physical touch. Oh, it is, yeah, right. So mine would be physical touch, right? And you can have a primary and a secondary. And by the way, on my website, markfinal.ie, if you put in there love language test, you can go and do the, the exam and it will tell you what it'll tell you what your love language is. And um, put in love languages, you'll find it's a link to a site and it, it brings you straight to the test and you can do it that way. But basically, mine would be physical touch. Yeah. Say holding hands. Uh, so say or <laughs> hugging or whatever else. But if, for example, yours is, I know what yours is. Gifts. Gifts, right? So <laughs> yours is gifts. There you go. Just give me stuff and I feel loved. But basically, um, yours is gifts. And I know that like our languages of how we receive love is different. Yeah. So well, what happens us um as people is we because we know the language that works for us. So when someone say gives you a hug, say, right? Because it's physical touch and hugs are your thing. Yeah. And someone gives you a hug. Now I'm not I, I'm I'm a huggy person, right? But you know, it's not necessarily a hug that goes, Oh, I feel so loved. <laughs> um but say for example, someone gives you a hug. And you kind of go, and physical touch is your thing. Well, you go, you'll feel loved. Now you go to someone else like you, say, who's gifts. You hug you and it'll be grand. But if I gave you a present, it'd be so much more. <laughs> right? Well, that's easy to say. But that's where the disconnect could be. Because mine would be physical touch, I will naturally default to that. That's how everyone's is. Yeah. And it's not always the case. And yeah. that's where the disconnect in relationships can kind of sometimes happen. So when you know this, your relationship is going to go further, longer and be better. And come here, it doesn't mean that like all these five love languages, mm. like we both or everybody appreciates. It's not that you don't appreciate a hug or you don't appreciate it. You don't appreciate a gift. You love gifts. Although well, I love gifts, but it'd be down the list. Yeah. So it's not your primary love language. So we all have primary and then secondary love languages as well. Yeah. And I mean, they're all relevant. We all yeah. love them all, but we will have ones that will kind of speak to us more. Speak louder than yeah. others. And that's where it's kind of like good to understand as a language. Well, let's explain what yeah. they are then. So um, the first, well, I call it the first one, but there's no particular order yeah. in fairness. Words of affirmation. Mm -hmm. So this is one where expressing affection through words. So if someone is saying to you, 
no, your bum doesn't look big in it. You're going to be like, oh, that's lovely. Right. But, you know, um, compliments so or compliments. You're looking great. Or you're looking great today. Or yeah. did you get your hair done? Or, oh, I love what you're wearing. Or so it's basically words that will make the person feel good. They're compliments. They're um, they're affirmative words. They're affirming something positive. So you're kind of like saying, you know, you're brilliant or you're great. You're good. But they take it so literal. So people who like words of affirmation also will like receiving cards or they'll read an email and take it very literal or a text or whatnot. So yeah. people who like words, they really do hear the words because that's yeah. their number one language. So they thrive off like getting maybe in a, in a job situation, like yeah. getting appreciated by the boss or... Yeah, you know, you did a great job there. You know, well done in that project. Exactly, or whatever. and yeah. it, it can be so much so that people can push themselves or even go beyond their limits once someone is encouraging them and yeah. giving them words of affirmation because that, that it does so much for them. It's like a, a dopamine hit, but they're like words of affirmation, and it's not random words as in from anybody. It's from those people that you know you you care for when you you will feel that they are caring for you too. Yeah, when they have those words of affirmation and i think it's amazing because you'll find that a lot of songwriters you know words of affirmation will be a lot of their thing because that's how they i mean a song is communicating love in words mm. you know and a lot of songwriters will be words of affirmation it's not all songwriters but a lot of them will be because they express love through words and words mean a lot to mm. them and that kind of thing or so poets or poets absolutely yeah. poets probably even more so i yeah. don't know but, but words of affirmation so i suppose it is important in a relationship words of affirmation should always be present anyway you know, yeah. it's not that you negate it if you go, oh, well, neither is a words off mission. That's it. We need not bother saying it. Nice. <laughs> yeah. But if you're someone in a relationship that has their primary love language as being words of affirmation, you yeah. know, so you might have to make that extra effort to be like complimentary of them. So like, oh, you're looking really great today or you love those yeah, shoes you got be, or, you know, like, what do you mean? It has to be genuine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know, but... Yeah, I'm not sure looking, it would be genuine. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the thing as well, because they, they read, the, they're sensitive to not just what you're saying, but how you're saying it. Exactly, um, yeah. So so don't just think, oh, that'll be grand. She's words of affirmation or he's words of affirmation. I'll just start saying they're great all the time and it'll be grand. You know, it, there has to be meaning behind it as well. You know but, what you say about, um, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. It's like, how you say it. if you say, like, I love you. And then if you say it with a question mark, like, I love you. Same words, but just I love you. <laughs> it's, it's like the text message. Right? <laughs> Different meanings. You don't know. You know, when, that's the problem with sometimes texts or whatever. You send a message to someone and you're like, yeah, you know, what, know. say, you know, what were you wearing? Question mark. Yeah. And they get the text. What, what were was I you wearing? wearing? <laughs> what does that mean? That she can have, you know, whatever. Yeah. It can be so interpreted or misinterpreted, whatever else. Um, or you pass me by, you never said hello. You'll think, oh, they must be offended, and they're just saying, no, you never said hello. You probably didn't see me. Like, yeah, it so can be it, hard to interpret. That's the best thing. I with think the that's whole why a lot thing. of people now do voice emojis. voice WhatsApps. I think voice WhatsApp well, is, is, is a lot more where it's at, but that's where emojis help. You know, uh, they totally do. Emojis save the day. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, you could say you could say anything with someone. <laughs> yeah. Once there's a winky face or a smiley face after it, you yeah. can say most things. You get you away. It's murder. just like saying, I'm only messing. Yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, yeah. They're heading you since you got your hair done yeah. and then winky face and, or, you know, the one with the one eye closed and the tongue out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can get away with murder the with bold, that one. The bold emoji. That's the bold emoji. <laughs> like, oh, I'm only messing. Like, but you get away with murder with emojis. Anyway, um, do you use the voice thing on like say what's happening no like, i i do I, rarely i Just haven't to, i know yeah i think most people do now i tend to do it to people who communicate like that back to me because what i do be thinking is if i start say doing it to someone who doesn't do it that way <laughs> 
I'm like, well, they think it's a bit weird. Yeah, they, I, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, I, I guess. you send me voicemails. We, 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 you know, so I'm like, I communicate how they communicate with me. I just communicate back. It is a lot quicker though, isn't it? It is a lot quicker. Um, and what we're talking about is basically, you know, you can hit record and then leave a little voicemail and WhatsApp on your WhatsApp. Over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so words of affirmation and, you know, leaving voice messages on WhatsApp would mean a lot to someone whose words of yeah, affirmation. Very true, yeah. <laughs> uh, nice caveat there. Um, so, I mean, it is true. So like... Actually, I have a story on that. Oh, go on now. Here's story. Yeah. No, oh, give us the dirt. So... What's the story? When we, when, we were go- date, when we were dating well, all those years ago. It's not one about me, is it? <laughs> we were dating like two, three, year, four, five, six, seven. Go on. <laughs> all those years ago when we were actually dating no we were maybe going, we were we married were, as well we were, date, we were going out we were going out we were going out um do you know what they used, used to say years to, ago you used to leave voicemails on my phone do you remember that do you know what's making and you'd be like you'd be singing westlife down the phone fiona you don't <laughs> need to be saying that like i have a bit of street cred i, I you know what i mean you'd be giving a socks I have a bit of street cred i'd like to move on, on. Voicemail. that was just me having to crack uh, oh, but i meant every word of it. but that was me anyway um you're totally you don't do now. it now though because we sit opposite each other and so, work well, well, well you never know it might do a comeback do you know what they used to say years ago when well my were... love language is not words of affirmation so yeah so I knew I was wasting my time <laughs> uh, so uh, <laughs> I was like what um, but no so do you know what I was going to say there um, they used to say years ago you know the way you say oh I'm, I'm going out with someone so, oh we're going out yeah. like going out, out like, as, as, you're going out with someone right as in Boyfriend, a couple girlfriend yeah. right and then you might say, oh, whatever. But years ago, they used to say, I'm doing a line with. Yeah. Like years ago. Or I'm ago. courting. Courting, that's never. Remember, that, my, what's that, the crown? That's like aunt, 200 years ago. Courting. Years ago, my auntie was saying, said to me, are you courting anyone? I was like, what? Why was she looking at you going, <laughs> you, you, need, you need to be going out with someone. You know what I mean? Was, she, was, she, was it that kind of conversation? <laughs> no. No, that's She's just getting the juice. What? She's just getting the juice. What do you mean the juice? The like gossip. Oh, the gossip? The yeah. juice? Give yeah. us the juice. I never heard that. The juicy news. Oh, we're learning loads today. <laughs> I don't Give know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I think okay. that's the worst. <laughs> I thought that's what you say. The smoothie bar. <laughs> um, so anyway, words of affirmation. That's one. Expressing affection through words in written word, song, poem, or even just verbal song. voicemails. It all Lovely. works. Here's another one. Acts of service. Yes. No. This is my secondary love language. This is your secondary. Is it? Yeah. I forgot that now. I actually yeah. remember when we did this years ago. I forgot what your second was. So acts of service. And what is acts of service when so, it's at home? Acts of service is um, things you do at home. So you really appreciate when somebody... Does something. Does something like cut the grass or hoover the sitting room. Is this or a wash hint the now? windows. Sorry, this is my, sounds like my to-do list. <laughs> or change the bed sheets. Oh, there's a job. <laughs> it's not easy. You just can't reach both sides of the mattress at the same time. It's just the problem you're faced with. So how do you do it without creasing it? It's really difficult. You do it one bit at a time, one corner at a time. And yeah. I always remember when you're putting a duvet cover on, you hold the corner and you push it into the corner of the duvet cover and then you pull the duvet cover back over. You put it on inside out. Uh, inside out. Very good. Yeah, you taught me that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, access service is basically where their love language is when someone does something for them. So it could be, you know, give them a lift or... You know, it could be, um, as I say, like you say, clean or whatever else have you. But it's more so where you're doing something for that person. It's even just making someone a cup of tea or it's it's the little things as well. And I think it's more the consistency of it can be a thing as well. So it's not that it has to be cut the grass because you can only do that so often. But it's the little things 
here and there all the time. Yeah. And I think that's where the language of the person feels appreciated and the person obviously feels loved. But the person who has access service, this is where it can get funny. So <laughs> if you've got access service and then you can by default think that's how you show love, like the, that's how you receive love and you really appreciate it. You, yeah. you can be believing that everyone appreciates it just as much. Mm-hmm. And then you're, you know, so if you're in a relationship and you're like, you know, you're doing something for the person all the time. So say, for example, say you have a mum at home and she's looking after the kids and she's, you know, cooking and she's cleaning and whatever else. Mm. And she's doing all that, you know, access service, whatever else, so to speak, obviously to raise the kids and raise the family, etc. And then the, the husband comes in and he is, his is say quality time. Right? Yeah. So his is quality time. So he comes home. And she's cleaning away and you have the dinner and it's all go busy, busy, busy. And then she's then cleaning the kitchen after the dinner mm. or whatever else. Or it could be the husband, vice versa, whatever. If it's a stay at home dad or whatever. But the bottom line was, so one of them is doing all this thing because that's their language. It needs to be done, but they appreciate it being done too. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the other partner who is quality time going, you know, they've just been in the kitchen cleaning all night and I haven't yeah. had a minute with them. Yeah. And then the person comes in and goes, oh, I'm wrecked after all that. You know what I'm about to do today? I clean this and I cook that and did it. And they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't even got any time with you. Yeah. And they're like, well, how would you have time with me? I'm after raising the kids, bring them to school, bring them home, made the lunch, clean the house. Da, 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 yeah. And that's how an argument I did all this for you. I did all this for you. Like, and they're like, oh, no, that's great. Like, you know, but I mean, I don't get to see you, whatever else. Yeah. You're like two ships in the night. So that's when the disconnect can happen. And even though you're thinking she's like he or she is doing such a great work or great acts of service. But if it's not the other person's language, they're not going to appreciate it as much as you may appreciate it because they'll be looking for, you know, whether it be quality time, physical yeah. touch, gifts or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's that case of it's good to know your language for the yeah. simple reason of doing acts of service for someone and you're not feeling like they're reciprocating or appreciating you know, all is not lost. It just may not be their language. Mm-hmm. Although the, everyone should be appreciative when someone does something for them. But at the same time, they may not appreciate it as much as you would like them to because mm. that's your language and that's a priority for you. So that's one thing about access service. Your secondary language is quality time. Is that right? Uh, physical touch and quality time. Yeah. And if I can have both together, all the better. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll leave physical touch at the end. <laughs> no, but I just, because just you talking there, it reminds me like if we have people over in the house, let's say, yeah. you'd be in chatting away to them all. Like we, like we would, let's say there's things to be done. Like if we're, you know, if we food or, you know, we're serving, whatever. Cooking or whatever, yeah. Cooking or whatever. So you'd be in chatting away, having the, having the crack and all. Yeah. And I'd be the one like, in the kitchen like cleaning up like acts well, it's of service not, it's not 1950s no, here now, no as in because that's your thing you'd come in to me and say oh Fionn leave that till later come on in yeah like in other words you're saying come in and spend time with people yeah because that's what you really because that's what I love doing yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah whereas I'm like yeah you know I'll come in now I just want to put the kettle on or because I'm like acts of service like yeah, exactly. wanting to serve the people exactly so, so like you're like jumping up to make them tea yeah like Mrs. Doyle every 20 minutes and I'm like let's sit down we have the chats and didn't because I'm quality time with people yeah so yeah that's how it can kind of all work together now and it can work together and it can gel um, but it's good to know as well they definitely have the heads up because it can only make things better if yeah. you do know and then there's receiving gifts mm-hmm. what's that when it's at home because that's your number one that's your primary love language well it's kind of like you can think, oh, my God, like when I did the test and I was like, mine is gifts. Oh, my God. That just sounds so like materialistic. <laughs> it just sounds but really bad. Not, it can until you read into it and realize what it is. Yeah. Though, in fairness. So it's it can be more like the thought, like somebody giving you a gift. It's even more. It might not even necessarily be what the gift is. It's more that they have the time uh, and they they thought about getting you a gift. Mm. So it's more appreciation of, oh, my God, they took the time out to give me a gift or 
uh, and you appreciate that a lot. You know, it's more like the thought that counts rather than than the gift. Yeah, like I remember the good example I used years ago. I was like, someone does an act of service and makes you a cup of tea. Sometimes they can cross over it because because the person who was like gifts and you come in with the it's not the making the tea, but it's surprising them with the tea, the surprise, the gift yeah. of something. One thing can hit two, I suppose, low languages, but differently. The one person yeah. is, they actually went and took time out to make me tea. But then the person whose gifts is like, oh, here's a cup of tea for me, yeah. from you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So you can see how the different, pro, you know, the way it works. But I think with gifts as well. Surprise element as well. Like it's if the you, surprise element If you too. come back with like even just a bar of chocolate or something. It's the randomness oh my God, of it. Or ice cream. Yeah. Like <laughs> I, I remember years ago and um, we were babysitting actually. Yeah, we were, we were babysitting. And I remember you, got, you were like, oh, I'd love a dime bar. I'd love a dime bar. Oh, yeah. And do you remember, remember the ad? As if someone's going to Here, I'm, I'm saying that as if someone's going to answer me. Does anyone remember? The dime bar. <laughs> dime bar. Yeah. That, yeah, that was the ad, right? Yeah. But I remember you going, oh, I'd love a dime bar. And you're like, like really wanting a dime bar. And I'm like, yeah. oh, she really craves a dime bar. Because you, I don't know, you're a sweet tooth. But I was like, okay. But the only way to get this dime bar was because we had no car or anything. It was only, we were only young. So I had to go and walk to like a garage which was a fair bit away but I said I'll do it so I went got you the dime bar came back and you were very appreciative was I? like I remember you going she really is excited about dime bar wow <laughs> cheap date <laughs> but like I remember you were like oh like oh God, thanks so much thanks so much and I remember even the next day you said you know thanks very much and that's how I even remember to this day yeah see because it's kind of crossover on acts of service at the same time it's, oh, it's hitting two mm. at once. Okay, the double whammy. <laughs> the double whammy. So go to the shop for me and buy me a surprise. Yeah, isn't, that most, <laughs> isn't that most people's ideal? Um, but anyway, so I remember that. But receiving gifts, I mean, it is a love language. So like if you like to receive gifts, that's one thing. And you might think, oh, I'll buy my partner this and I'll buy them that. And you're buying them little gifts. But you, you might save some money if you realize that actually, you know, words of affirmation means more to them than the gifts do. Yeah. And it's not that they don't appreciate gifts. It's just that there's a hierarchy of the how they primary receive love, love the primary, secondary and, and yeah. so forth. Um, but when it comes to gifts, it's the random ones that really do work well in a relationship. And this can even apply to, you know, uh, colleagues and, you know, college and working you know i suppose working acquaintances and different things you know what i mean how, how you communicate appreciation it doesn't have to be the person that you're married to and here's what i mean by that is like because if you're say the local shopkeeper and they're you know bringing in you know stuff uh, from a, a lorry or whatever else you know they're offloading stuff say it's a local shop small shop right i'm thinking of a mm. shop and they're bringing in stuff and you come oh, i'll give you a hand if they're access service they'll really appreciate yeah that. so anyone will appreciate it but they'll really appreciate it yeah. so it's, it's a communication thing and it also i remember it's interesting reading an article that he wrote as well about kids um, oh yeah they generally kind of say that kids from about four years old you, you can kind of know what their language is and i suppose this kind of brings us to the question of is this something that, you know, nurture nature you're born with or do you kind of acquire this? I mean, I've heard the theory said that whatever your love language is, it's how you were shown love by your parents. I've heard that theory, mm. but they kind of say they've kind of debunked that because you'll get a parent who say the parent has a language of yeah. quality time and they treat the kids all the same. You know what I mean? Yeah. And three kids can have three different love languages. Yeah. So it's kind of debunked. It's not really about that. It, it's just one of those yeah, things. Yeah, because he was actually asked that question and um, Dr. Gary Chapman was asked that question. Are you born, like, um, you is born it how you were raised? Yeah. Uh, Nurture. You know, is that how you're, you, you acquire your love language? And he said, no, it's not. He said, it's just something that yeah. you seem to be born with. Because <laughs> sometimes people, like, it, it was a theory put out there, is it from that? But 
not really it's just something you're that, born yeah. you would think that but yeah. it's not really so you know before you're trying to figure it all out and so forth it's one of those things that just is yeah it kind of just is but at the same time they say you can figure out you know with a, ch- with a child quite young and there's even a test you can do to try and figure out for the child's kids. for kids that's brilliant which is kind of fun but it's interesting because like it's something that sticks with you for the rest of your life kind of thing it's mm. kind of cool it's really good it's fascinating. and i think um it can change for a time oh i heard this but you will always defer back to your yeah. primary love language. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? It's like, it's, but what's interesting about this is like, I've worked with just, with, you know, couples in a relationship kind of, you know, going through whether it be a new relationship or a new relationship for a while and things. And it's now something I have as part of my kind of, you know, arsenal of tools to kind of yeah. help someone figure it out. I find it really, really is a stepping stone in the right direction when you understand the other person's love language. So it, it's quite beneficial if you're in a relationship and it's not going well. Yeah. Or even if it's going well, well, it can go even better. Yeah. He actually gives an example in the book uh, about a couple who were having marriage difficulties. And he's like, you know, I do everything for her. I put the bins out. I clean the house. I paint the house. You know, um, I, I get the car serviced and washed and everything. She doesn't have to worry about anything like that. And she's still not happy. <laughs> but like the simple thing was they did And didn't... she's probably like, just hug me more. <laughs> yeah. She was just like, well, you don't spend enough time with me because he's always off working, like doing all these things. Quality time. <laughs> so her, hers was quality time. So his was access service and hers was quality exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. So he was he was wondering, I'm doing all this for her, but she's not still not even happy. So yeah. I can see how it can really yeah, uh, benefit in relationships. It's, it's, it's very practical as well. Mm. But yeah, so that brings us on to... Um, but before we get off receiving gifts, it's kind of like, it's not just the birthdays or the anniversaries. Like if someone's love language is receiving gifts and you miss one of those big dates, you're going to know about it. <laughs> or they say how to how to never forget your wedding anniversary. Forget, forget it, it once. once. <laughs> <laughs> you make sure you never forget it again. <laughs> Best thing is get it engraved on your wedding band on the inside and then you'll never forget. The other one is uh, quality time. Which you mm. kind of touched on already, but basically yeah. it's expressing affection that you, you, you receive love when someone gives you their undivided attention. Yeah. And I think that's important uh, points to mention. It's the undivided attention. Yeah. It's not like we're sitting together and we're both on phones, although that is a little bit of quality time together, but it's not quality time together. Yeah. That's just time together. Or even sitting watching TV is not quality time because you're not really talking it's more like going out for dinner and chatting and spending time with each other and talking about the day and talking about the week and whatever yeah it's spending the time which is really nice like i love doing that but it's not my primary yeah but you just want presents yeah (laughs) so but anyway no but like so quality time would be very easy mine's very easy just buy me a bar of chocolate and you're sorted cost me more um but no quality time like i mean it's it's about the undivided thing so i mean for me physical touch is one and quality time is number two and with me it's funny because i could sit at a table with someone for a coffee for hours Mm. and just just chat and it's just i just enjoy that i'd be a social creature as well but what's important to note as well it doesn't refer to introvert or extrovert. It doesn't mean whether you're a chatterbox or a quiet person. That's irrelevant. It's how you're receiving love. So mm. that's just something to be yeah. kind, of, kind of aware of because you might have someone who's quality time, but they might be quiet. So it doesn't mean they're going to be talking the whole time. It's just you being present with them yeah. is what means something to them. Yeah. So it's good to remember that. So yeah. even if you are if you know someone is quality time and you're spending time with them and you're doing predominantly the, the chats, that's okay. But they just want, it's the time that they're loving yeah. and the undivided attention. You see this all the time now where people like in restaurants and you have to kind of make a decision like to put the phone away. Yeah. Because you can go out for a meal and then you're looking at your phone every couple of minutes. 
I remember hearing a thing and they say that people look at phones like every they look at their phone every seven minutes. Like that's Jamie. ridiculous. Like that's I'll mad. I believe it though. And we could all be guilty of it. Yeah. But you get into a habit and that's yeah. the worst thing. And uh, the worst thing is like I'd be sitting let's say watching TV and I'd be chatting thinking away chatting away in my head thinking away in my chat, head chatting to yourself <laughs> chatting in my head uh, other, otherwise known as thinking and something like oh I might Google that and then I just reach the phone and like Google whatever I was thinking about. You know, it was a, oh, I wonder, is there a hairdresser nearby here or whatever? But that's what happens. The phone is becoming... Oh, I can understand, like, every seven minutes. I probably would be the Yes, yeah. so if you go, guilty of <laughs> But, uh, and there's me looking for quality time, sitting there going, please, can we have time together now? I know. <laughs> but, like, it is true because you see people going out on... You'll see couples and they'll both be on their phone. And, mm. and it's interesting because I always notice this, but this must be because I'm the quality time person. Now, I can be guilty on my phone too. I'm not saying I'm not, but... Yeah, very. I always am very aware of this. <laughs> And I'd be like seeing, like, this is mad, sounds mad. And I don't mean, I'm not judgmental, but like, I'd see a guy and a girl sitting there having a dinner and they'd be a couple, you know, they're a couple, right? And like, one of them would be on their phone and the other person's just eating and they're in silence. I can't cope with that. I'm like, that's just, I feel that's so bad, so rude. <laughs> but the other people are like, so what? They're just checking their phone. And I understand that too. But I, because quality time would be mine. Yeah. And I'm very aware of it. Yeah. And I do like a good chat. It's like they're fighting when they're not. Now, maybe they are fighting. But they could know. be, actually, they could yeah. Be. Give but them the the same, silent treatment. There is, you know. But like at the same time, it's one thing that you kind of have to make a point of. Even if quality time is not your, your love language, it is good to make a point if you know the other person's is to make that yeah. effort and put that phone away and hit the do not disturb or airplane mode because yeah. it does go a long way. And it's the as we say, the undivided attention. Mm -hmm. So going for hikes and going for walks or going for a meal or whatever. Going for dinner, going for drinks. It's all of that. Yeah. All of the above. Quality time, that wasn't even on your list, was it? It was like... Me? Yeah. Ah, it was, it of was course there. it was. It was way down. It didn't even get a mention. <laughs> um, and that brings us to um, my personal favourite and my primary one. And <laughs> it's not to say that all men are the same, but no, it's not the case. But mine would be, um, my primary would be physical touch. Now, physical touch, straight away people are thinking, say, <laughs> Won't you go wow wow? Stop that, you dirty <laughs> thing. But straight away people are thinking that's next thing talking about. <laughs> and uh, as well, my dad would say, Nay. <laughs> I'm like, what? Nay. <laughs> you know, you know what he's saying. Uh, but sex is what goes to into people's heads in physical touch. It's not just that. And here's what I want to give you. Here's a I'm gonna talk about you get our minds out of the gutter. I'm gonna talk about for straight away about a baby. Right, right. Okay. And where does a baby come from? No, I'm not talking about that today. <laughs> That's a different day's conversation. Um but no, well basically, babies actually feel love before they hear love and even see love. So a baby feels love by holding a baby mm, and we all yeah. want to hold babies you know, I want yeah. to hold a baby it's amazing that that's how a baby feels loved and I remember seeing a really sad documentary not to, to bring us down now but I remember seeing this really sad documentary and they went to kids in orphanages in um, near Chernobyl and um, they said that a lot of these kids have never been held or never oh, hugged yes. and they said they started this thing um, and I can't remember if it was a study or not but they basically implemented where each child would be hugged every day just held for like 20 minutes or whatever yeah and we talked about the benefits of hugging in previous episodes but they basically started to implement this and they noticed that kids became more passive like more relaxed so to speak um just happier babies basically and these were these are like toddlers two three four five years and they basically just implemented this we, we just make sure that every child gets a hug every day so sad so heartbreaking i mean but great at the same time that they yeah. did this yeah um 
But that's so that'll tell you how the power of physical touch. We all know the power of physical yeah. touch, but it's very powerful from a right from when we're a baby all the way up. And that's I always thought that was an interesting thing is that you know babies feel feel love before they mm, ever any other way. True. That's the first way they experience love. It's through being held and held. Yeah. So physical touch is a big deal. Yeah, and obviously it's relevant for every relationship. You know, these are not none of these are void. They're all important. Yeah, just, yeah. You know what way is important to you particularly? Yeah. But yeah, so physical touch. So, how, yeah. how would you explain so physical I, touch? So I have to go out of my way to physically touch you a lot. So it might be rubbing your back. That sounds. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Give I, me a massage. I have to go out of my way <laughs> to give him a. Well, you can get your massage and you can shove it. <laughs> if it's like that, I didn't want to put you out there, love. Um, oh my god. Anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, no, physical touch. Really though. So yeah, really though. What? <laughs> yeah. So you like we could be sitting on the couch and and I could be like. Now, hang on a minute. What are you what? saying here? This is very personal. <laughs> We're going very personal here, and all of a sudden I could on. be like. <laughs> lying down one end of the couch and you're sitting at the other end of the couch and I'd be like really comfortable and then you could be like you're all the way down that end of the couch and you're not come up and sit this end like yeah, you know because you're be, like but that's true like because you don't want to be just touching my feet like yeah which is a lot of the time but like at the same time <laughs> but no it is true because um I mean I suppose that would be my love language or language of love <laughs> and um yeah because it, it goes beyond that though like it's it's holding hands. Yeah. It's a hug. Now, it doesn't mean that holding hands and a hug are all, you know, very important. It's like some more than others, but it's just whatever. So, and the reason I'm saying that is this, because for some people, a hug can mean a lot. Yeah. For other couples, holding hands can mean even more. Yeah. So with these, I suppose, love languages, you can have different variations of it as well. Like someone might appreciate access service. You make them a cup of tea more than you're cutting the grass. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so you can have a different variation of the same yeah. language. That's important to mention. I remember seeing years ago, I can't remember well. where it was, but a married couple and um, when they were driving, like they'd have their hand on the the gear stick mm-hmm. and the husband would have his hand or the wife would have the, hus- the husband's hand. They so were holding hands while driving. So he's driving <laughs> and she had his, her hand on his hand. Uh, yeah, on the gear stick. Okay. In the, in the car in the car and i remember thinking in the car. okay just oh my gosh that. like for me you know, obviously i'm i was thinking i'd never seen that before so i must have been very young when i seen it's it and I was romantic like, what are they doing like why do they have to hold hands while they're driving now, that would annoy me you see if i'm trying to drive <laughs> you know like, just, like so they're obviously very extreme maybe they were both physical maybe touch. they're not extreme that could be just their thing they were both physical touch i bet you Me- maybe that's quite rare that they're both the same as well by the way they're but, just touching each other all the time but it depends whose whose hand was on you know like was she in the passenger seat and she put her hand on his yeah i think so yeah gear stick it was a long time gonna um so but, that yeah okay um uh, moving on so like it but the thing is it could be just her holding his hand and she's feels loved then because it's yeah. touch but i think they both had physical and he's touch. probably driving there and that's probably wrecking his head no, take your sweaty hand because off. I did they always I, do it? I remember watching gone because I was intrigued by it. And then what age were you? I was very young, uh, oh, okay. and uh, they were going on for eight. Or sorry, they were holding it for ages. Um, the gear stick, like when you change it and all, and you okay. know he putting it back and all. So I think they were both physical. Touch. Okay, someone tunes in on just about now. <laughs> we're talking about a car, and um, but like with that in mind, yeah, I think. It's it's different things for different strokes, different folks. Yeah. Like, so as in, you could be one of these love languages, but you might have a different variation of. For some people, it's 
holding hands while driving. Yeah. Could be a bit dangerous at the same time. Or do you know people who love their back being rubbed? Yeah. Or their head being rubbed? Yeah, I'm all of the above. Yeah. (laughs) No problem. So that's what it is. And you don't like it. No. Well, I do actually. I like my back being scratched. When I rubbed your... But scratched? Yeah. Yeah, you're like... That's not a massage. That's what I like though. Well, we won't go into that now. (laughs) People be thinking all sorts. Um, but you don't like your hair being rubbed at all. No, it's the yeah, weirdest yeah, thing ever. You make it greasy. Because like we were going up, my mum used to love her hair being rubbed, and I used to rub her hair. Mm. Loads of brownie points. It was brilliant. <laughs> I could have whatever dessert I wanted. But like you're like, no, no, I'm not into it. You're totally yeah. not into rubbing hair. No, anyway. totally not. Because it makes it makes your hair greasy. Okay, practicality first. I get that. But at the same time, so it could be holding hands, it could be hugs, it could be a massage, and of course it could be yeah. <laughs> um, in, in, intimacy we'll call it intimacy right uh, but yeah so but like when it comes to physical touch we all I suppose think we can have different variations some people like hair rubs some people like holding hands like we say so yeah but that, that would be the five love languages pretty much yeah um, actually you know, something just came to my head so um, friends of ours I'm just thinking his love language must be gifts because come Christmas time mm. is it Christmas time I think it is he gives her a gift like Every day on the, the way up to, on oh, the way yeah, up to Christmas, he, he, isn't it? Yeah, he does the um, the calendar thing. Um, oh, my oh the advent calendar. The advent calendar thing. So yeah. in yes, but so did each he like day nice he gives, gifts? He gives her a gift. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so he he must be gifts. He must be gifts. Yeah, and like if she's or maybe like, she's gifts. Well, unless he's really clever and he knows her love language, but or not, unless that's the thing. Sometimes we think we're being clever because, but that's not really our love language, not necessarily definitely theirs. her, because her mom also gives her. Each year she changes uh, for her birthday. So when she goes 29, her mum gives her 29 gifts. When she turns 30, her mum gives her 30 gifts. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. 30 gifts? Yeah. For being 30? Yeah. Every year it goes up. That's the amount of gifts she gives her. Uh, like, I presume they're going to deals or the pound shop. Because <laughs> yeah. And she collects the gifts throughout the year. Even if they just spend one pound or one euro, like yeah. that's 30 quid. Like, but 30 gifts? Yeah. That's what she does. Nice. And then another friend of ours. Um, so that, she's not my friend, but I'd like her to be my friend because if she's buying gifts like that, let her know when my birthday is. No, her mum does that. I, I can be friends with her mum too. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> that would be weird. Well, huh? I mean, not if she's buying me 30 gifts or, <laughs> or 40 gifts or, or I won't even say how many gifts. I won't even say. And um, so other friends of ours, they had a calendar, like an advent calendar, but instead of gifts, mm. It was, uh, they wrote little um, things that they liked about their partner. That's like words of affirmation. So that's totally words of affirmation. Yeah. So like their, her auntie came up with this idea for the two of them, said a great idea. She made the advent ca- calendar and all for them and right. said, you just need to write your notes about what you like about each other every day, something you like about and each other. And then they open it on whatever day or they have a look at it each day, the message. Yeah. Is that what Okay. That's, that's totally nice. words of affirmation. That must be words of affirmation. Yeah. Brilliant educational mm. but here's one of the things that's really important mm. right about love languages is and knowing your own one um is so important but be, like say if you don't have time to do a test and you're kind of go, well how do i know my own love language well how do you show love and how do you relate to people where you you know people you love how do you show them love what's kind of your default that will probably kind of give you an indication of what your love language is as in yeah. how you like to love it, receive love. Like how do you show love? How do you show appreciation? In what way? Is it words? Is it service? Is it gifts? Is it spending time? Is it physical touch? You know, all those things. Be careful with the physical touch thing as well. You know, obviously, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how about a hug? How about a hug? <laughs> We're huggers. You know, you got to be careful with that one. But uh, others, oh, the rest of them are grand. Or like, you don't want to be going, like if someone does something for you, say, you know, oh, they were so kind. I'd love to spend some quality time, just me and you, you know, and if they don't know you, 
that mightn't go over well. Or can I give you a hug? Um, you, you know, so you know yourself. Use your head with those ones. But at the same time, how do you show? And that's how you'll know or indicate what yours is. I have some interesting news for you. I don't know if you know this or not. Go for it. So there was a study done yes. by Dr. Dorothy Tenov. Okay. And she conducted a long range of studies to do with love. And she came across this conclusion that the average lifespan of a romantic obsession, as she calls it, so when a couple start going out, you know, and they're in that honeymoon and, in, yeah. you know, in love honeymoon stage. stage. Yeah. Do you know how long that lasts? No. Two years. Wow. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That means I, I actually thought that it would go on forever. The honeymoon phase. <laughs> well, that's just with us, darling. <laughs> no, no, like I didn't actually know that there would be a time on it. Yeah, well, that's like two years. Well, I, I thought that was very short. Well, no, because some people kind of go, oh, six months. So I'm like, oh, two years, a bit yeah. longer than that. So that's good. And what she said, actually, if it's a secret love affair. Oh, here, do we want to get into that? It may last a little longer. What? Yeah. That's a whole other podcast right there. She said what happens then is our eyes are opened and we see all the warts. And all. And all. Not that we're saying you have warts, but at this. <laughs> there's hairs in the sink and there's white spots on the mirrors. White spots? In the bathroom. On- Oh, from toothpaste. From toothpaste. Yeah. Well, that's electric toothbrushes. Don't take them out of your mouth when they're still on. <laughs> We've learned. But white splashes on the mirror. <laughs> toothpaste. Come here to me. So, yeah. So reality kind of, you know, the day to day things look, kick in after about two years. But that is why he said in this book, it's so important to know each other's love language because love is a choice. And yeah, that's true. It's not that you fall in and out of love, but that you make a choice to be and stay in love. And by knowing the person's love language, you it's going to make your love. life a whole lot better. Yeah, or expensive if it's quality, if it's gifts. That is, it can be no. More okay, costly. it could be a, a euro bar of chocolate. Okay, that's all. Remember that. Yeah, no I excuse. I will remember that. But at the same time, <laughs> um, what I thought would be good to talk about as well is how to know what your partner's is, just kind of off the bat. And an indication of, well, how do I know what your partner's is if you if, if you can't get them to do the test thing, you know? Oh, online. yeah, yeah. You know, a good way <laughs> to know is, well, what, how, what do they complain about? You know what I mean? Mm. If you if you listen to what they're complaining about, it'll actually give you an indication of what may be their, you know, their language. Now, if they're content in that area, they're not going to complain about it. So don't go digging too deep. But at the same time, if they're like, for example, since so you can you guess what the love language is from these things. Right. Like, so you're... You're look, you come in late from work, you're working hard, whatever else, and you come in and your partner says to you, do you know, we're like two ships in the night. We never get time to spend time together. Quality time. Quality time. Ding. Uh, that wasn't hard. Um, <laughs> so, or what about this one? Um, do you know what? If I didn't reach out and hold your hand, I don't think you'd, you'd ever hold mine. Oh, gosh, yeah. That's um, physical touch. Physical touch. Mm-hmm. Or if it's, you know, how come I'm always the one going in to kiss you and you're never kissing me? You're never initiating a kiss. Oh, yes. Physical touch. Physical touch. Do you know what? Did you hear what um, Mary down the road? It's always Mary, isn't it? <laughs> anyway, did you hear John and Mary? Did you hear what John bought Mary? Yeah. Just out of the blue, he brought home a lovely bouquet oh, of flowers. Isn't that lovely? What well, you know? And she's like, "You never buy me a bouquet of flowers." Oh, gee, that's gifts. That's gifts. Yeah. And I'd say John was guilty bringing flowers into Mary <laughs> down the road. <laughs> random flowers can sometimes be met with a. Why are you buying random flowers? What did you do? <laughs> what did you forget? Guilty. Um, not always. Of course. Um, but yeah. Our, Listen, would you ever just, you know, tidy the bathroom up after yourself? Yeah. What is it? Well, that is service, but that, service. that should be done anyway. It should be done anyway. It should not be asked. You see, you're, <laughs> that's because you're exact service. You get very passionate. Um, or here's one for you. 
you're 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 doing a lot, but you don't, and, and you, you're doing a lot for the person. You feel like you're doing everything right, and you go, "I can never please you. I never do enough for you. Mm. I can never do enough for you." What would that be? They feel like all of what they do, they just don't feel appreciated. What Words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Very so good. if you listen to, and this is kind of good. I mean, I a lot of the time when I meet with a client or whatever else, I always try and if you hear what they're complaining about, it'll indicate what they're passionate about. Yeah. And if you reverse it or reverse engineer it, you can kind yeah. of get to the problem. Yeah. The root of the problem, that is. So, yeah. So if you want to know what your partner is, what do they complain about most frequently on? And that might ind- give you an indication of what their love language is. And if it needs, you know, if you've got to, you know, water that gift a bit more as in if it's quality time, spend more time, gifts, etc. Um, so it can be a help. And if they don't complain at all, well, aren't you blessed? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, interesting enough, when I read the book and, and from reading other relationship books, because I've kind of read a few at this point, my goodness gracious me. Still trying relationship to fi- guru. Still trying to figure you out. Um, <laughs> will it, will, is it even possible? Well, no, so I've read, I'll probably say I've read 100 books on relationships, but anyway, a lot. But what, there's one sentiment that always kind of comes through in every book about relationships, whatever else. You know, there's all these, you know, 10 rules of marriage, 10 th- tips of this and five love languages of that and whatever else. But there's always one tip. And I thought it'd be good to share that tip. One part of it is you've kind of shared it, which is love is a choice, not oh, yeah. a feeling. Yeah. So when you don't feel loved, doesn't mean that love's not there. You know, yes. so don't always put your heads your bets and say oh love is there when I feel love because you're not going to wake up every morning you know singing oh the hills are alive she loves me <laughs> you know it's not going to always be like that so love is a choice one thing but here's the thing about that probably the number one tip that I kind of obviously comes comes through real love is when the other person the other person's happiness is more important than your own you know mm. what when you put them ahead of mm. yourself and I think what where it gets wrong or goes wrong for people is when we start to what, what can I get out of this relationship? Mm. Or if you're in a position where you feel, you know, oh man, I never get this or they never do that. Or you're feeling like you're neglected, neglected in an area and contempt can rise from that because you start to kind of, you know, feel that, oh, they just don't treat me well. I'm neglecting this area. What you don't want to do, which sadly happens to a lot of people, they look, start to look elsewhere. Mm. And that's when the relationship is becoming about them. It's not really twofold anymore. It's just about, well, I'm not getting what I want from this. Mm. I may look elsewhere for it. The The key to a successful relationship is having communication with those things. But the key to true love is when the other person and their happiness is more important to you. Mm. And it stops thoughts of, oh, it's all about me. Because when yeah. it becomes about you, you can have a stalemate in a relationship. Communication can break down. People can stop talking about what they're wanting from a relationship and start to kind of fill the void elsewhere or whatnot. So what I mean by that, when I say all that, is this. When you're in a relationship, you choose to love that person till death do you part. You know, for the good, the bad and the ugly times, yeah. you choose to love that person. But secondly, you know, always remember to put that person above you know yourself mm. it's not that they're better than you or anything like that it's just that you're putting them above yourself and it's like a, a i suppose it's a different sort of love but love is love when it comes to say a parent and a child mm. you know they'll always put the kids above themselves you know that's what a good parent yeah. loving parent does mm-hmm. and that's what a good partner does they put the other person above themselves and selfless selves and that's the one sentiment and that's why i want to share it because that's the one sentiment you see in all these books that's the one thing that always come through as long as you're putting the other person first it'll always go okay and then what happens is when they're putting you first it's reciprocal and it all works, but you're not 
giving to get either just bear that in mind but that's yeah. one of the little things just i'd share that yeah. in there because you know when it comes to relationships there will be good days there may be some bad days but hopefully more good than the bad and we'll all be okay <laughs> anyway anything you want to finish up we better wrap up on this one no i think i've said it all there now oh so. that's fair enough that's yeah. great Brilliant stuff. <laughs> she said it all there now so uh, anyway on that note um there you go that's it for today uh episode eight and uh yes we've got episode nine, nine. coming up what are we going to talk about in episode nine can i tell you what i was thinking or had you got ideas no tell me what you're thinking i was going to talk about because i think we've we've kind of covered relationships for now we'll come back there we'll come back to it a thing that happens people sometimes like this if you're ever finding yourself in a place like a position in a job or just a place in life a position in life whether you're a father or a manager or whatever and you feel out of your depth so much so you feel like an imposter you feel like you're faking it and you might be caught out one day you kind of think you know i'm in this position but this could all come crumbling down overnight if people suss out what i'm really like and you feel like a fraud or what they call it now is imposter syndrome Mm. so i think that should be episode nine and that's relevant to people who work for themselves people who work for people um wherever you ask um, it can happen everyone because i've even had conversations with a parent who felt you know what I'm doing what I'm doing being this parent but I feel like such a fake and such a fraud because really I don't know what I'm doing so this imposter syndrome can creep in it says 70% of people suffer with it um, at some point in their life episode 9 imposter syndrome have you got a thumbs up on that one Uh, thumbs up that's it for today listen thank you so much for tuning in by the way if you want to do the test for uh, the five love languages and find out what your love language is head over to my website markfennel.ie search for love languages explain it a little bit and it'll take you straight to um, the exam, the test, I won't call it exam, the test, and yeah. which will ask you a series of questions and you'll be able to figure it all out what your love language is, your primary and yeah. your secondary one. Do it now. Exactly. Now, Do it now. 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 Go for it. Go for it. Because <laughs> it might just make your relationship that little bit better but anyway there's no silver bullet by the way it's just all a help on that note if you do want to get in touch please do head over to markfennel.ie and remember on Facebook and Instagram Mark's Happy Place and of course you can get in touch with us there and if you want to get in touch with Fiona on Instagram it is Fee Fennel Fee Fennel check her out get in touch say hey and by the way if you're listening to this podcast whatever platform it may be on screenshot that you're listening to it and tag us and share it we want to hear it we want to see who's listening to this and of course if you want to leave us a five-star review that would be just so nice anyway words of affirmation come on come on the words of affirmation (laughs) anyway on that note listen thanks so much um yes i've been mark fennel i've been fiona fennel with the same name and this has been the podcast this adult life we'll see you in the next one Bye bye